Hey guys, thanks for listening to our podcast. Uh, this is Dan Akins. I'm one of the pastors here at MDPC. And this summer, the pastors and others will be preaching on some of the difficult passages in Scripture. And since there are more difficult passages in Scripture than we can cover in one summer preaching series, we're using some podcasts to explore a few other passages. So today, I have Rachel Poisky, one of the other pastors here, and we're going to be looking at uh, how to wrestle with Scripture. Yeah, thanks for joining us. You know, we thought that for this first podcast, it might be helpful for us just to give a few tips on how Dan and I handle tough passages, um, you know, as we encounter them, whether through our personal Bible reading, our devotion, or um, just Bible study for a class. So this is really what this podcast episode is all about. What should we do when we encounter a difficult passage? Yeah. So, Rachel, you have been to seminary. You've been a pastor for a while, and you're working on your doctorate. So I wonder, are there still passages, even for you, that stump you or are difficult when you come across? Absolutely. In fact... One passage that has stumped me since high school, one book, and um, it still stumps me. I still go back to it and back to it and back to it, and that's the book of Job. You know, I started in high school just kind of struggling with it, with how can a God cause suffering, and what does that look like, and what was um, Job, how his reaction into all of it. And so it's just one of those books that I keep going back to and back to and back to, and I'm not even sure <laughs> I'll ever, you know, figure figure it all out. But that's one that's been a struggle for me for, well, I'm not going to say how many years because then that would <laughs> reveal my age, but it's been a struggle for me for a long time. So do you have one, Dan, that's just kind of always nagging at you? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think like you, too, it started middle school or high school, right when I started reading Scripture kind of on my own. And I probably did, you know, the thing that we kind of tell people not to do when they're first reading Scripture is just open it and start <laughs> at the very beginning. Yeah. But, uh, and that's where I started. And so Genesis, especially Genesis 1 to 3, the first three chapters of Scripture, creation of the world, creation of humanity, and then humanity's messing up of that creation has been the part of Scripture that I have wrestled with and have to keep coming back to over and over again. And probably why I started wrestling with it was because as I was starting to read Scripture in middle school and high school, I was also learning biology and evolution and science and all of this. Yeah. And those were aspects of school I loved. And so I was new in my faith and noon reading scripture and trying to reconcile faith and science. And it was uh, tough. Yeah, I think that's one. That's a common one. You oh, know, yeah. That's a really common one. Yeah, well, as, you know, kind of we're looking at the wrestling of scripture, I know that you came up with three or four things that we really, that's helpful that um, as we're doing this. So what are, what are those things that we can kind of look at today? Yeah, as we come across passages in scripture that are really tough, there might be a few things that are helpful to keep in mind. One of them is being okay with the mystery of it all, that we're probably not going to figure it all out, mm -hmm. and that's okay, that God is big enough to handle mystery. And another thing is, what is Scripture at all? Uh, how should we be approaching it? How can we look at it and understand it? And then understanding that Scripture is not just a static thing, but it even works on us as we read it. 
and being okay with being changed over time by Scripture. And then we'll look at some practical tips, too. Sure. So for the mystery part, how how do you handle that? I mean, I I think I agree with you that we kind of have to just straight straight out the out of the shoot. You know, we have to say, okay, I'm not going to get it all, and it's going to still be a mystery. So how have you figured out how to like live with the tension of that mystery? Yeah, well, I have figured it out, and I haven't figured it out. You know, the questions that come up as I read the beginning of the Bible they aren't causing me to doubt my faith anymore. But I still have unresolved questions about even the first three chapters of Scripture. And many of the questions that I first were asking, was asking, are answered. But I've also started asking new ones along the way. So it's like the mystery hasn't been resolved, but how I've approached the mystery has changed. And realizing, too, that as I ask more questions, I'll get some of these answered, but I'll also start asking lots of new questions along the way. So, Yeah, I can see that. That's with me and with my wonderful book, Job. When I return to it, some things I'll say, okay, now I get that. Now I understand that part. But then, it, like you said, it provokes something different. And that's we'll get to that a little, little bit later, but that's part of, like, Scripture being alive and the Holy Spirit doing something. Is That's part of it, I think. But, um, yeah, I can definitely see how with Job I'm still kind of— I get some things uh, worked out, and then the other things I have to say, I still don't get this, but that's okay. Yeah, I don't think faith is about a perfect understanding or complete knowledge or 100% foolproof confidence all the time. You know, I think part of faith is living with some questions and uncertainty, and I think a mature faith and questions go together. I don't think that having questions or doubts is a sign of immature faith at all. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think faith, it, it's not opposed to knowledge or understanding. Mm-hmm. You know, God still wants us to dive into our doubts and questions to discover all we can. It's a process. That's, you know, when we talk about what is sanctification, it's that um, process of growing in God and becoming more holy and learning more. And all that is a process. And so that's where faith comes in. That's where trust comes in. That's where bringing your doubts and questions, it's a growing process. Just like a kid um, brings, you know, mine bring 4,000 questions a day to me. <laughs> so it, that's that's part of the learning, growing process that yeah. we have to embrace. Oh, absolutely. God gave us brains and, and curiosity so that we can explore those questions. And I don't think there are any questions that God says are off limits that, you know, we shouldn't be asking that as Christians. But... It also doesn't mean that we can answer everything. Yeah, that's great. So, okay, so we realize living in the mystery is good. That's something to be expected. We don't have all the answers. But then just talk to me a little bit about how do you dig into your doubts about Scripture? What is Scripture? Um, That kind of thing, that struggle with some of that. Yeah, a big part of this journey for me has been learning what scripture even is. You know, I grew up thinking that it was a book of rules or life principles that showed us exactly how to live. You know, if we follow X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z will happen, all will be good. But that framework simply doesn't make sense of most of scripture. Do you kind of mean how, for example, all of scripture 
isn't the Ten Commandments. It's also different genres like poetry or parables, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Like there are lots of different genres in Scripture, and each genre should be read kind of on its own terms. What is it there for? What's it trying to do? So, like, we don't read a Calvin and Hobbes comic strip in the paper the same way we read the news in the paper or the classifieds or the obituaries because every one of those genres has its own purpose and its own characteristics. So if I'm reading poetry in the Psalms like a rule book, I'm going to miss the point of the Psalms. Or if I read commands in Paul's letters, for example, like poetry, then I miss the point of those too. So we should read scripture on its own terms, not forcing it to be something that it isn't. Yeah, I agree with you with that, that when we come, we have to, there's a lot of contextual and looking at the scripture and saying, okay, this is poetry and that sort of thing. Uh, I also think it's important that um, we look at it holistically too. You know, it's kind of, for me, the Bible is always mirrored, mirrored um, the body of Christ. That made me weird weird analogy here. But um, the idea that, you know, the body of Christ, they say many members, different parts. Uh And then I've always looked at the Bible that way. It's a holistic work, you know, um, that God gave us, but there's different parts of it that serve different functions in our spiritual life. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, oh, absolutely. (laughs) And the whole of Scripture, too, it's trying to tell, or it isn't trying, it is telling one whole story, a story of God's loving interactions with creation and particular humanity from the beginning of time to the fullness of time. Right, the alpha and omega, yeah. beginning and end. Tell me, I guess, what do you think um, the role the Holy Spirit plays in Scripture and how Scripture was written and that kind of thing? Yeah, for sure. I, the Holy Spirit is the one who inspired Scripture from the beginning. You know, We learn that in the New Testament, it talks about Scripture being God-breathed, inspired, um, that God used humans, which is crazy to think of it, but used humans to write down Scripture, which I think is pretty cool. But that same Holy Spirit that inspired the writing also inspired it as it was collected into what we have as Scripture now. And it's the same Holy Spirit that is with us as we read what was written. So it's not like we're all alone in this reading of Scripture, that God very purposefully has given us the Holy Spirit so that we can explore and study and even be changed by Scripture. Yeah, I I love that. And there's something my mom shared with me when I was really young, and she said, uh, she said, you know, we believe that if you had a Bible on an island and no one else was there, that you could read it and uh, God would speak to you through that scripture, you know, without anyone else there. The Holy Spirit could be present teaching you. And so I think sometimes when we come to scripture, we get caught up a little bit in um, this factual piece or this verse doesn't exactly match with that verse and that kind of thing, rather than saying, what is God, you at this moment, what is the Holy Spirit doing with the Scripture in my life? And really being more in a mode of how is the Scripture being, how's God using this moment? It's active. To God wants it to be used in my life. 
And so rather than coming coming to it with having to get everything lined up and neat and orderly, asking a different question to say, what is the Holy Spirit trying to do through this? And it still can be through our doubts, through our struggle, through oh, all those yeah. things. But to understand the Holy Spirit's trying to do a work in you while you're studying the Scripture. Absolutely. And one of the things that was blocking me, I think, from kind of understanding that, that the Holy Spirit is working in Scripture and working on me as we read Scripture is that I was forcing Scripture to try to be something it wasn't. So for me, Genesis 1 to 3, I was reading it as something teaching the scientific origins of the universe, but that couldn't be because science didn't exist yet (laughs) when it was written. So, you know, by trying to read Genesis 1 to 3 as a scientific account, I was missing the point, and I wasn't allowing the Holy Spirit to work on me. But even with my resistance, the Holy Spirit was still moving. And as I kept coming back to it over and over again, uh, he taught me that the point of those chapters is not so much the specific details of how God created the world, but instead the point was who created the world and why God did create the world at all. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it, it was almost just a stepping back and saying, what, what is the bigger picture? You know, and what is the Holy Spirit trying to teach you through that? You know, kind of the other thing we've talked about as we were prepping this is you said, um, just brought up how, and this kind of leads into what we were just talking about, but with the Holy Spirit, but that God works on us as we read the Bible. Just say more, a little bit about that. Yeah. It is so cool that when we read Scripture, we can realize that Scripture is not like any other book. It's not a static book that stays... I mean, it is a book where the words and the letters, they stay the same over the centuries. Obviously, we've translated it into different languages. But the meaning of that is brought to new life every time someone sits down with Scripture because the Holy Spirit causes it to be a living and a breathing document. So sitting down with the Bible in the morning is very much like sitting down with the living God. And, you know, in God's presence, we can't help but be changed and transformed to be more like Jesus. Yeah. No, I well, and I just think about as um reading Job, you know, how God has used that to change my life in different times, different ways. You know, for example, one time I went to read um Job and I was struck at how unsupportive some of the friends were. <laughs> and I thought, that's God's speaking to me about that right now. You know, to say what where are there places where I'm not testifying to the faithfulness of God. Every time I return to the book of Job, God is using—he points out something different, and it may be what I'm struggling with with the book, or it may be something completely different that he wants me to learn. Just like with the thing when I went with—I'm uh, sure I did not go to Job saying, how horrible am I am I a friend, you know? Am I a bad friend? That's not probably when I was reading Job, what I— the struggle I took there, but that's what God drew out of it. It was living and breathing for me, for me to say, okay, there's something he's He's convicting me about in this moment, reading Job. So I think definitely, again, it's about bringing to Scripture uh, less of our own agenda and more of what God wants to draw out of the Scriptures for us. It's a humility. And I think that sometimes when uh, these difficult passages we come in with um, almost indignation, like, God, prove yourself to me. Prove what I need to know out of this, rather than going to scriptures and saying, God, 
what do you want to draw out of this for me to learn? So uh, I think just some humility and understanding that God works with us in the midst of it. So Yeah, I like that a lot. I think it's funny, too, that so many of us have had experiences where we'll be reading Scripture. Maybe it's like really early on in our faith, and we read a verse or two, and it means so much to us, and it really can be even faith-changing. And then we go back to it three or four, 15 years later, and see, wow, that that doesn't exactly mean what I thought it does, but that (laughs) was really big for my faith, because the Holy Spirit is so big and so good that He uses our openness to him as we read scripture to change us, yeah. which I think is pretty sweet. Yeah. So, okay. So we've talked about, you know, some of the mystery involved. We've talked about what scripture is and how scripture can work on us. Rachel, what are some practical tips for when someone encounters a really tough passage? What should we do? Well, I think first, Read the Bible, <laughs> you know. Become more familiar with it. Uh, the more like, the more you are in God's Word, the more you're going to understand it. The more you're going to connect with it. You're going to make connections. Reading the Bible regularly is really just a way to to gain more understanding. To let the Holy Spirit work on you, and and like I said, just to to look at it, reading it with a um, more holistic approach, right? The whole of Scripture. What does that look like? And I think because sometimes when we get focused on one little passage or and rather than the whole of Scripture, we, we miss what God's been doing throughout the entirety of creation. So that's what I'd say first is just read it. <laughs> Schedule some time, you know, really read it so you can dive in and, and be able to see a, a more holistic picture. Okay, and then second, uh, like we said, is read Scripture on its own terms. Try try not to bring your agenda to Scripture, but to bring God's agenda. And I think that gives us a different perspective. You know, and lastly, don't feel like you have to read the Bible in isolation. You know, read it with other people. Be active in a Bible study. Listen to sermons. Um, there's a lot of great sermons on every almost every passage in the Bible. Use Bible commentary. You know, now with the internet, we have so many resources just at our fingertips. Like, dig into something and read a bunch of different perspectives on it, and that's going to give you, a, you know, just a great uh holistic picture as you're struggling with with a certain passage. The main thing I would say is just get into the Word and spend time um, with it and and use all the resources you can uh, to get to know more what it is and then to have God speak to you through it. That's awesome. So you think that was a long enough podcast yeah. virtual? They're probably all asleep by now. Yeah. Do you think anybody's actually still listening? I don't know. I hope maybe they're just all (laughs) reading their Bible. Oh, maybe, maybe. (laughs) All right. So, but if you really are still listening, thank you for taking the Bible seriously enough to ask these questions. So come join us on worship Sundays this summer as we wrestle together through some tough topics and come back here and listen to the other podcasts too.